Hey everyone. Um, so, on the theme of <laughs> relinquishing the throne or the upheaval of um, of your own, you know, self-proclaimed being, or rather, whatever you built in response to trauma. I have to um, say that, you know, my heart goes out to every single human being that has been touched by trauma. Um, if you look into the eyes of a little child, it is so vulnerable and powerless and needing of love. I mean, it's just, you can see its little eyes just, you know, looking around to be taken care of and loved. And if you have been denied that in any way, um, or hurt, or abused, or you're, you become a container for somebody else's poison, you know, and your innocence is wiped out in this callous, horrific way, um, yeah, it's, my heart goes out to every single human being that has had to enter, you know, endure any of this. It's, yeah, I, the one thing about trauma is you, it, and it depends, I suppose, for each person, but for me is I never knew that it, I even was, in, you know, had any part of it. I, I just had no clue, you know, I wasn't, that's the one thing about trauma, you're not allowed to feel sorry for your little child, you're not allowed to, well you're too little, how can you look after yourself, like how can you give yourself love, how can you soothe yourself, you know, it's like these children in the orphanages, you know, the ones that aren't touched or looked after, they just die, they consume, you know, it's like we need we need to be loved and nurtured and soothed. And this doesn't mean that life's, you know, you know, we're supposed to be on a sort of the, the, the concord for life. You know, we're just smoothly, you know, sort of flying across the universe. I'm not saying that at all, but, you know, the kind of the elimination, the, the just one swipe, it's over, you know, all relentless, constant swiping at innocence and childhood is truly one of the cruelest things that I can think about. It's just, if two people are fighting at the same level and whatever, but, you know, for children, they're innocent, they're little, there's nothing wrong with a child, there's nothing inherently wrong. They are just little pieces of divinity and require watering in the same way that a flower requires watering and loving and soothing, etc. So to be cast aside or to have to, you know, break into a million pieces, to fragment, to disassociate, to do all the things that you have to do to entertain whatever shows up for you in that incredibly fragile state 
you know, is, is awful. And I don't, you know, you can't just wipe it under the carpet. Like just, I just, it's like in-law triage. I just stick it over here and pretend it didn't happen because it's gonna, it's like an engine that never, you know, a boat that never left shore. It's the engine is on, but it, it can't leave to go travel. You know, it can't leave to explore. It can't leave to live its life to its fullest. And, you know, when there are um, compensations put in, of which in trauma, oh my God, so many, I can't, I can't count the amount of stories and mechanisms and the amount of pretend shit I had to put in to pretend this life into existence and make it work. You know, it's like all the jigsaw puzzles that never actually fit together, but you're constantly trying to fit together, but they will never work because they're all wrong. Because the one thing a child will not do is to betray its parent. The one thing a child will not do is to turn against, you know, its parents. That's, I think that's the most difficult, the most, yeah, it's, it's the, the most excruciating part of this is for the child to turn against the one that, you know, the parent slash monster. And on that note, if, you know, one of the things is to look at your own background radiation, you know, um, you know, they say, you know, how can they tell how old the planet is? Is because they go back, you know, and they, you know, somebody heard the echo of the, you know, the original Big Bang of what had happened. And when you have been abused or if you've been, so one of the things that happens when you are, um, abused and, and you suffer trauma or neglected or whatever whatever it is that happened to you um, is there's a paralysis right and and I had never realized how you know how big the background range I couldn't even hear that I did, could never see it or hear it or, but as you become more and more diaphanous, more and more and more, you know, like it's, it's the murky water that, the murky water is you creating all sorts of stories to justify who you are and to justify your feelings and whatever and all that sort of ego stuff. That, you know, is the outcome of being severed from, you know, love really. But if the, the, the more diaphanous, the clearer, you know, the more you, you tread into this sort of darkness, it, the more you, you wade through the shit, basically, the sewage, and start cleaning out, and you, you know, you begin to understand your attachments and your connections and how you've built a survival machine, you will eventually get to what, you know, are the kind of the underpinnings, the foundations um, of where your engine 
um, kind of refused to grow up. Your engine refused to go out into the water. And and I'm going to talk about my situation, but you, you know, you, you, we each have to follow our own tributary back. And I can say that sort of the, the sort of the echoing um, uh, story or the echoing image that sort of just you know it's kind of banging against the walls for me after having cleared a lot of this attachment and seeing is there's a child that needs to fix someone and there's a child in the darkness right it has no parents and the only way that it's going to get a connection is if it fixes it right it makes it feel okay it justifies alleviates you know gives it um, you know fulfills its agenda so in my instance if there's a raging parent there's a tyrannical raging you know like there's an, a lion with a with a, a wound that's just you know then you know my response as a child and again this is as children that we have to look at it is I need to make him feel okay about his you know whatever his anger is right so you can't confront the parent as a four two five-year-old you don't confront them you maneuver a way to you know calm down the anger so that because remember the same parent that's going to look after you is also the same parent that might kill you and when I say kill you not physically but is the one that's gnashing its jaws at you for no un, you know, reason because you look the wrong way. So your trauma is based upon the way you negotiated you know, your existence with this parent or with whoever it is that built the trauma. So in my case, it was a, a parent. It's incredibly difficult to um, make it work. I mean, it's an impossibility, really but you're going to find strategies. And so if I am, as a three, four-year-old, trying to alleviate or ensure that I won't get beaten up by this parent who's raging for who knows, a child doesn't know, you don't understand them, you don't understand anything that's going on, you're just like, fuck, I've got to survive, right? Not even that, I don't even know how it works. And so, in a normal situation, in a normal, you know, um, progression, you as a child, little boy, little girl, like a flower arrives, you know, there's the earth, the sun, the moon, everything's around it. It has a nesting ground for its growth. You know, everything is prepared for the nurturing and the caring and the growth of it. So your lilac is, you know, bud will sprout into a lilac in because the conditions are there for it to become its lilac, right? And 
in the same way that, you know, Sam or, you know, Rachel are, and those are just names, but their little divinity is a bud that is going to, you know, blossom into their Samdom, their Racheldom or whatever, right? And who knows what that's going to become, you know? But there's something there that's going to grow. And so the child is, is just arriving to be nurtured and loved and for it to grow. And of course it's not hundred, it's not all, you know, roses and, and um and hallmark cards, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But the fundamentals are love. The fundamentals are acceptance, the fundamentals are, you know, it's valued, it's honored, you are valued, you are honored, and you are given the conditions to blossom into whatever it is that you're going to blossom into. And the universe is blossoming and creating a zillion things left, right, and center all day, every day, you know. From a silver dollar on the bottom of the ocean to a black hole in space, you know, to, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, count the ways, right? So if you're arriving and there is nothing, there is no fertile soil. If you're arriving to a parched desert where the only way that you exist is by you strategizing, I mean, it's literally like being born into a dark black room in which you have to figure out in that black room where there's a window, a tiny little opening, where there's a hole in the wall that you can get a tiny piece of light. So if you're not nurtured, it's trauma. You're in the black room. It's, it's, it's no one came up with a watering can. No one showed up with some sunshine or some soil or a mirror, a mirror of your divinity. No, you are now in the dark, you know, with these shadows of these people who are kind of moving you around or whatever. And, you know, in my case, I had, you know, this kind of tyrannical crazy person coming at me all the time for one reason or another, who was unbelievably unstable and angry and whatever, for whatever reason, it doesn't even matter. Because as a child, you're not making any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the world, you're barely conscious. So you're not, you know, writing war and peace. You know, you're, you're not, you know, calculating, you know, Newton's physics. You're just a, a kind of a, you know, a little piece of, you know, plaster on, you know, on a spinning wheel, on a potter's wheel. You're a little piece of mud on the potter's wheel. You're barely here. And I suppose the expectation is, you know, nurturing the expectation is the gardener the gardener's going to show up and you know you're an orchid and the gardener's going to make sure that you know that you're i mean people treat their orchids better than they treat people i mean it's insane we are so diminished as 
humanity, really. And so you're going to strategize a way to get some kind of connection. Now, they may connect to you by beating the shit out of you, and you may think, well, that's the connection. Or they may, you know, scream and judge, and or they may abuse you sexually, they may physically abuse you. I don't know how it went down for you. I don't know. But if any of, any, if any of that happened, you, I mean, imagine a child just, just get beaten up. What, what, what's the message, you know? If someone's blaming you and cursing you or whatever, what's, what's, you know, you've just arrived, you know, and you're just basically stampeded. It's a form of, it's carpet bombing for the child. Now you could have survived in this place. And, you know, you have to figure out a strategy for survival. And in my black room, I figured out, well, I've got to connect with this violent, you know, schmuck, right? And I don't even know he's a schmuck. He's still, you know, he's the person I've arrived to. Been, you know, somebody I was parachuted in. And so now I have to, my, my way to figure it out is, well, I've got to, I'm not feeling good with this screaming, right? So the only way I'm seeing that this person, you know, the only way I can reduce the temperature, I can turn down the temperature on this crazy person, is to agree and be nice and be submissive and basically disappear and do his bidding. But what does that mean? What, is your, what, is, what does your strategy do, strategy do, strategy, that's right, the word, yeah, do to you? Well, it, it just cancels you out. Because now your whole focus, and I mean your whole focus, is how am I going to feel good in hell? How am I going to, you know, temper? How am I going to turn this down? How am I going to survive? There's no love coming from anywhere. There's no, there's no soothing or nurturing or there's no rest time. There's no growth time. There's just wipeout. It's like, you know, when you surf and that wave that you can't, when you get caught up in that wave and it's hurtling towards the shore and it's like just white water and you're just, it's beating the shit out of you got to let go, let it take you, right? There's no fighting it. You're defenseless, you're powerless. There's no, it doesn't matter what you do, you're three or four, even if you, you know, you have a tantrum, you hide under the bed, you know, there's no escaping. And in fact, it might make it even worse, which is what I think I figured out early on. I, I must have tried that maneuver and got, you know, affected even more, right? They beat you up even more if you respond because an angry person and then you put another, a tantrum to it, it's like, you know, lighting a fucking fire. So my thing was, look, the only way to get this to 
you know, for me to be safe here is I've got to calm the waters. I've got to submit, agree, make him feel good. If he feels good, then I won't be threatened. That means that I won't be, you know, in that toxic, terrifying place of potential death, because that's what it means to a child, right? So how, if you survived, you figured out a strategy. And your strategy might have been, I'm going to go along with this. I'm, I, and in a way, you have to, because they're your parent, supposedly, allegedly. <laughs> so for you to turn around and, you know, upend it, challenge it, face it, spew all the truth of your emotions. And that's one of the things that is, you know, one of the most difficult. And that is to say it as it is, to feel it as it is, to tell them as it is. I remember, you know, when I made that phone call and I just was like, you know, you are the, you know, I just was like, you're the most horrific, horrend I fucking hate you. I mean, <laughs> that's the truth. For those emotions at that time, which you have kept hidden, which you have kept, you know, tightly, you know, locked up in a room in your system. So those feelings are going to poison you, and you'd rather be poisoned than to jettison them out to the people that created them. Because as I said, exile is, you know, the most, worse than having, you know, anything is to be exiled. You don't belong. It's, a, it's an early primitive, you know, terror. I will get eaten by the lions in the savannah. You know, I'd rather entertain this tyrant than go and get eaten by lions in the savannah on my own, where there's no cooperation, I don't have anyone, right? So as, as you dissolve, as you, and I say dissolve, I mean, one, as you face more and more the layers that you've you know, created to protect yourself from the truth of your feelings, the truth of what happened. And I had, oh, so many layers. I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't, <clears throat> I must have been cooking all day, <laughs> which I was, to um, cover up the truth. And you say, you know, you think, why do people, why is there so much violence? Why is there so much? Because there's a lot of acting out unfinished business and it's projected on other people so if I'm holding back you know murderous rage which thank God I was able to you know somehow refuse insistently then it just poisoned me it didn't you know but in any other situation where you are you know we're all different you know it's gonna show up, you know, in an argument, in a, 
a moment of rage or whatever, you're gonna, that's gonna spring up. It just, um, I mean, I remember, you know, 25 years ago, when, whenever, I don't know, 100 years ago, it feels like, when, you know, I, my mother came to stay with me in New York and I just woke up and I didn't know what it was. I just, I wanted to kill her. Just, it was, this energy was bigger than me. I had so refused how much I had been, you know, kind of canceled out. And I called my boyfriend, I remember, I was like, please get over here now, I'm in the bathroom. You know, this is like, I can't deal with this, this is really bad. It was bigger than me. You know, so we have forces that refuse our truth. They're very powerful. Our whole egos are built to refuse the truth of, you know, a lot of this stuff. We have armor. It's, you know, it's this incredible tension. And that's, I think, the most difficult thing. I mean, that's why you're paralyzed, because you're living in tension between the horror that you, you're, you're carrying inside of you, the real, true emotions of how you feel, and then, you know, the need to protect them because they're your parents. And the need to, you know, justify and authorize and make them work. It's an incredibly difficult conflict tension which you are negotiating if you have trauma all day, every day. You know? And I mean, it's not black and white, but for a child it is black and white. As you get older, you can say, oh yes, you know, his mother died when he was younger and her, she was an infantilized, blah, blah. And you can, you have, you know, um, a rigorous, you know, thought processing. You can analyze, you can, but as a child, it's just either the monster or survival. And those feelings are directed at the monster that the child sees. That's not loving it. That's abusing it. That's hurting it, neglecting it, dumping its shit on it, you know? In you know, the same way as like, and, you know, anything. It doesn't have to just be physical. It can be verbal, verbal abuse, you know, you smart, you know, you did this wrong, why did this happen? You know, you drop something and they come down on you like a ton of bricks or, I mean, children are children. They can, you know, they're just learning. There's no handbook. You know, as an adult, there's no handbook. Think about it for a child. It's just, you know, doing its little thing, creating its little path by, in the same way we say, oh yes, you know, you must create your own path and accept, you know, what happens. So it's the same, it's, it's even worse for a little child because an adult, has more consciousness. A child has, is barely here. So why we treat them like adults is just beyond, beyond me. Or refuse them or hurt them is just. So if you've been living in that immense conflict between yourself that has been cancelled out and you've had to accept that, oh, it's okay, I don't need to be loved and I don't, I don't have a right to be a child or I don't have a right to, that's wrong to have those feelings, you know, that's all BS, right? You're a child, you're right to have all, we're allowed to have the right to have all our feelings all the time. And 
this trying to, you know, this Instagram family, <laughs> like the, you know, sculpted in stone. So that's what you're always trying to do. You're trying to, you know, keep that Instagram story about them, that they're perfect. And on the other side, you're sitting there in, you know, you've, you've, you've I walled off, you know, an infinite toxic waste dump of just hatred and sadness and all the stuff and maggots. And I mean, if you're in the underworld, it's a pretty creepy, crawly place. You know, so, you know, it, it, in order to perfect them, you have to perfect you, right? Well, if they're perfect, you have to be perfect. And if you have to be perfect, that means that you have to refuse every fucking feeling in your engine. Because you're, what you're doing is you're perfecting them by refusing you. And if that isn't a time bomb, I don't know what is. Because there's no way you're going to stop the avalanche. The, av the avalanche is going to come whether if you get physically sick, whether you, I don't know. Energetically, it's, it's a shit show. And it's a paralysis. Because if I'm living in conflict, I'm in paralysis. I'm not moving. I'm busy. It's like, you know, building, it's like being by the shore, building a sandcastle. And every day the wave's going to come, and every day you've got to rebuild that sandcastle and every day the wave's going to come and every day they build that sandcastle. And if I build it like this and if I build it like that and it doesn't matter, the wave is still going to keep coming because it's, none of it's true. And I think as children, why there's this, I talk about this radiation, this kind of background radiation in the same way that there is, you know, to figure out the Big Bang, it still has it. You can, you know, the way you trace back the Big Bang is, you know, you trace the tributary, you know, the, the, the river back to the, the ocean. You figure out it doesn't go away. That abuse, that moment, that terror hasn't disappeared. You may have disappeared. It hasn't. You may have built, you know, a monumental, you know, person around the, the, the scene of the crime. But that trauma has, the trauma is just covering the moment that it happened. The trauma is a response. It's the airbag blow up to cover it up. It's, you know, the cartilage around the wound. It's what's built, you know. It doesn't heal you. It's a cover. Trauma is not the healing. Trauma is the cover that's always unstable, that's always intention, that's always negotiating itself out of a paper bag. And it will never negotiate because you can't negotiate. You have to see all of it for the truth of what it is. You have to feel it for what it is. You have to know it. And it's an incredibly difficult thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to upend everything, you know, 
you have to kind of exhume the body. You have to see them for who they are. And what does that mean? That means the child in you, your little girl, your little boy, recognizes its solitude, recognizes its aloneness in a way. And, you know, it's like, you mean none of that worked? You know, because ultimately, if you decide in that moment of trauma that you're, it's like joining sides, it's like joining, you know, cults, I suppose. It's like, you have to agree. Like, I, I have no choice now as a little Sam, little Sarah, whatever. I have a choice. My cho okay, so my choice is existence. And for, and it's an evolutionary thing, I have to survive, right? For that life, for me to survive, I need to take their side. I need to agree. I need to negotiate whatever it is they're doing to me, make it work. Um, and you know it's always wrong when it's coming at you, you know, if bullets are firing, they're bullets, even though you smother them in flowers and you, you know, make them a story around them and, you know, or you make them victims and, you know, it's always your, you're never, you can't accept them as the horror that's happening to you. And in, in doing so, you then put away all your feelings. You, you refuse the anger, you refuse the challenge, you refuse everything, you have to accept them. And it's almost, it's really like, you know, you're at the shore and you're digging a hole and then the water comes and then you're digging a hole and the water comes in. It's, you're, you're, you're in one place all the time trying to make them work. And every day, you know, your sandcastle is being torn down and every day you're saying, no, you know, does, he did this, doesn't, no, I have to make this work. They have to be the people that they're supposed to be. <laughs> right? They, they've got to be the parent. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> keep making them okay. I'm going to keep smothering the rotting meat with a, you know, five-star Michelin source. I'm going to keep making this work. It's a zero-sum game. It'll never work. They say it's like the first date, you know, the first date, if it's not brilliant, you can't invent a chemical connection. You don't, it either is or isn't. It's like pregnancy, either is or isn't, right? But if you're frozen with trauma, and I certainly was, then I had a lifetime of trying to transpose them into a different chord. I would not accept that I was born in hell. I couldn't accept it. And I did a brilliant job, by the way, and kudos to me <laughs> in making that happen. Of no value whatsoever, I just extended, you know, the grief, I just extended the horror show, that's all I was doing. I just had to believe that they weren't who I thought they were, or who I knew they were. So I conveniently 
you know, severed everything. I mean, to the point where I had no access to them, no access to the truth. And even in the ceremonies, in the ayahuasca ceremonies, which were really, I mean, like they are nuclear bombs to your consciousness, you know, to your ego, sorry, you, your armor. Yeah, you better get ready for that because that's like, there's no hiding. I mean, I was even sick before I went, so it was already bad. <clears throat> I mean, even in the ceremonies where I was shown to be imprisoned, shown to be abused, my little girl did not want to tell me what had happened. She really believed that life was the elimination of her and the fixing of this evil. Because there was no one there. I mean, imagine it. If, and if you look back at your children, You'll see it very clearly. Who, who are you going to go to? What choices do you have? You're going to tell your neighbor, your parents beating the shit out of you? I remember when I, um, as a child, I was my bicycle in London, and I was living in the suburbs, and I was being followed. It was really bad. And um, could have easily been killed or whatever. But anyway, and I couldn't stop at somebody's home and say, look, I'm being followed. Please help me. Because it's the same thing as you have to admit that there's a problem. And so on many levels, for you as a child to admit this is wrong is already horrific. It's the only thing you know. And then who are you gonna, who's going to believe you, right? Who are you going to... You're going to go to your neighbor's house and say, listen, you know, this man, no. The way that they wrap you up, the way that you're wrapped up into this little, tiny, isolated kind of piece of the universe, which is your family, everything is kept under wraps. That's why there are all these kind of family secrets and stuff. Nobody, you know, everybody's carrying, you know, the secret of something, what happened in that family, if, if you've been under trauma, right? So... You know, I really, like, in one ceremony, the Indians were like, come home. And I'm like, I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave this place. I had so built a structure of complete attachment to it. You know, like, I couldn't betray them. I spent so many years refusing the truth and building these monumental stories, you know, like the sandcastle and the, and the wall and the wave. It's every day I'd re-erected that, that and that. So you get into a pattern of doing this until you are so far away from yourself. I mean, you know, I'm here and then my child that disappeared is on in some other galaxy. I have no access to her because if your focal point has been con relentless and continual, if you're focused on one thing your whole life, right? <coughs> and mine was, I have to make this make them okay because if I don't, I'm going to die. So I've been trying to make 
everything okay, you know, crazy people, you know, my parents, everything around me I've got to make okay. I can't see any of it. I just have to make it okay. It's literally you're on a hamster wheel. And you may think you're doing a hundred million things and oh, I'm, you know, I'm putting up sheetrock and I'm designing and I'm, no. That's just, you know, flipping burgers in McDonald's, who gives a shit, right? And you may have all these versions of yourself and versions of your destiny and blah, but at the end of the day, it's more, you know, bubbles. It's more, you know, fluff to cover the thing that's really happening, which is I can't accept the truth of these people because then it's over. So if you've built like a gravitational momentum and it's energetic in, you know, justifying and, and one of the things also was, you know, if I challenge them, they're going to die. That was one of the, another thing that they built so that I would never, if there was ever an issue about anything, and I might have brought it up in the slightest way. It was like, oh, don't, I can't handle that. I can't handle that. And so now you're also, not only have you been wiped out, but now you've been made responsible for their life and for their death. So you are, you're in deep shit if that, if, if your strategy is so entangled with them. And it's almost like if you, so here, here's the outcome of your strategy. I don't know how, um, what your strategy is. And, but if you're in trauma, there's, there's a strategy for survival um, because there's no one there seeing you. Um, imagine now your strategy, you know, if, if you can't say anything to them and if they don't feel like they're the best parents or whatever, that they're going to die. then. You know, in my instance, I felt responsible for everyone in that family. You know, it was like I had to, I mean, it was a complete delusion, right? It was pure terror. But in all that terror, I was like, you know, if I don't, you know, do whatever, succeed, then everybody's going to die. I'm going to die, they're going to die. So, be very compassionate about what your strategy is because really it's a life or death thing as a child. It's life or death. It's, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. We're all going to die. If they die, I die. So I better, you know, do whatever I'm supposed to do. So it's all incoming if you're traumatized. And it's all strategy. But the real question is, where are you? Where is that little two, three, four-year-old that was ready to blossom in the sunshine and to grow into its purest form and to be nurtured and soothed and loved? As if there's something wrong. I mean, the way the world works is like, you know, yeah, be tough, be strong. Yeah, yeah. For God's sake, that's just ridiculous. You don't skip, you know, you don't skip a process. You don't, it's like a, a menu. You don't skip the breaking of the eggs and whipping them up in a certain way. You don't skip 
you know, the whole of childhood and go straight to adulthood or straight to trauma. It's not zero to trauma. <laughs> and then, hello, I'm stuck. And then, oh, I'm stuck here and I'm never going to leave because I'm going to be negotiating this till the day I die. Or I'm living in this incredible conflict where the dam is about to fall any minute and I am holding that dam up at the same time I'm doing my Instagram perfect family. And, you know, a lot of the world is that. It's like, you know, there's something wrong with you if there's not this perfect situation. If you're not perfectly chiseled, perfectly built. As if life is just, you know, a lilo. You're just lying in a lilo in a swimming pool for the rest of your life. <laughs> Great shot. You know, it's, a, it's really a, you know, it's, you have to be sort of a plumber. It's a disgusting thing to do to let, you know, to basically open the doors to that rot, to exhume all those dead bodies, to feel all those feelings, to be in truth about who you are, to collapse the story, you know, to tear down. And it's, um, you know, I see it, you know, I'm, I understand it, but to actually physically, energetically remove it, it's, you know, I've seen it. I see it every day. It's an actual physical thing. It's an energy. It moves through my system. I see it. It comes out. It roars out of my face. I mean, it's just, you know, this thing I built and nurtured and, you know, um, like a good Ferrari engine, I've been, you know, it's like those people that have those, you know, who, who work assiduously on their, you know, their magnificent 1930s Ferrari and they're like taking care of it every day. And it's the same thing that I did to this story. And that's what we do. We do this to our story. We're always maintaining it, keeping it in perfect working order. It's crap, but it's all we've got. And so it's a, it's a powerful energetic force that needs to be pulled down because what are you when that goes? I mean, something is so much bigger. But you don't know. The child doesn't know. If I don't, the, think of it from your children's perspective. If I don't have this strategy and this mechanism that's completely crap because it's, I mean, when I say it's crap, it's, it's just, it's built without you being there. It's built in relationship to the people that you're with. So, in any situation, you know, you grow freely if it's a healthy place. You grow into whatever you are. You're guided. You're, you know, there's love. There's, yeah, you want to go this way? Fine. You know, I'm here for you sort of thing. Um, but if there's no safety and there's no freedom, you can't, you're not free to be who you are. You're not free to grow into who you are. You're solely focused on surviving by attending to the crazy people, by fixing them, by agreeing to their crazy. So, you know, leaving the horror island is not, uh, you know, a self-help book in, <laughs> in Barnes and Nobles. 
It's not a quick read. It's energetically wired. You are energetically wired. You've built yourself in relations to them and to, you know, to throw a Molotov cocktail into all of it. Or to actually, it's actually just opening the dam. You know, in the end, the doors of the shadow are, need to be unlocked, you know. And I didn't even know I had a shadow. I thought it was perfectly fine. Shadow, what are you talking about? That's a, it must be some weird philosophical thing. <laughs> right? And you don't want to unlock them because you've built this persona that has made them okay for 60 years. You have made it work. You are so far away from your truth and your spirit that now you're owned by the thing that you built. It itself has its own energetic machinery. It's moving on its own. Now you're turning around and saying, uh-uh. No, I want it to be, I want, it, I want to open that Pandora's box. I want to open that shadow. I want to open those doors. And then you open the doors and it's just like, you're smothered. You're like, what the, f it's like an avalanche of shit that just is constantly, and that's what ayahuasca does is, it opens, it unlocks that fortress that you've, you know, it's like in-law triage, you stick everything under, in a, in a cupboard and lock it, or under the bed or whatever, and it just, it just comes smothering down like a fucking avalanche. And you can't stop it now because you've opened the doors. So now there's no pretending that you don't have murderous rage, there's no pretending that you don't fucking hate this, and, and you know, you get to see all the maggots and creepy crawlies and all the crap that you have kept in this kind of festering garbage dump. And your, you know, picture-perfect Instagram photo is just smothered. You can't re-erect them as they were. There's no way. You know too much. You know the truth. And now you're in another position. You have to now, once you have all those feelings, you have to face them. You have to challenge it all. Now they're no longer, you know, those picture-perfect people. Now they, they, you realize they were there was no one there. Now you realize, oh fuck, I was an orphan. Now you realize, oh shit, I've been severed from my truth and for whom I am for however long. And once you have, you know, I mean, the downloads of information that come are just, if you, are, if you do ayahuasca, are I mean, the ayahuasca is not just a ceremony. The ceremony is just the opening of the doors. The download, once the doors are open, the downloads come thick and fast, and they come, God, they've been coming, I've, I've had downloads for now five years. I, didn't, I mean, it went from downloads, like one after another, like every day, um, to then, you know, having gone through that, to the physical, energetic, um, manifestation of, you know, what was built after the downloads happened. So the downloads, the information was the first thing that I saw that came to me like day after day after day of what I had no idea. And then it was, after the downloads came was, okay, and here's the physical 
thing that you built, energetic thing that you built, which is comes out in ceremony, um, you know, to keep back that information. So now that has to be pulled down. It's no, you know, it's no walk in the park. And um, it's not a 1-800, you know, <laughs> fix. And it's like, what? You mean none of it? Like, none of it was true? Like, yeah, like, none of it. <laughs> like, none of it. And then the, well, what happens now? And that's a question for the ego, because in the, you know, at the end is... Whatever was there was always there. It was just turned off, right? Well, whoever you are, whoever you were at the beginning before everything, before you entered, you know, crazy land, before you went down the rabbit hole, I don't think it's something you add. I don't think you were, per you, I don't see myself as something that I add to myself. I see it as something that needs to be cleansed for myself to, you know, and then to sort of be rejoined to my, you know. In other words, it's like you have to evacuate and expel and clean out the container. And then the truth shows up. It's not like you weren't there. It's just that you were clouded over. It's like you were buried. It's not that you have to show up as something new. I think that's the greatest fear of all this work, of all this sort of seeing is, oh shit, if I, if it all, if, you know, if, if I disappear, then who's here? Like, oh fuck. You know, do I have to start like, you know, building a new person? And what is that person? I don't, that, I mean, I can, I, 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 this is just me riffing on my own experience. I have no idea about anything. I know nothing. I just, I'm just um, talking about my tiny little version of the universe. And that's all we can do. I mean, I, I can't comment on the outside if I'm just full of shit, <laughs> literally. You know, how am I going to participate in the world if I myself am clogged up? You have to unclog yourself, you know. I mean, I, you know, do I believe in the rights of all human beings? Absolutely, you know, that we're all one thing. Absolutely. You know, we're all just the one thing. We're not separate. But clogged up, you know. We can't see that. So, yeah, well, I think, again, one of the, first of all, you have to go through it, and then the greatest fear of the child, of course, is, you know, what else is there? I've just been dropped into this place. This is it. This is the kingdom of the universe. This is the kingdom of God, this hellhole. 
Shit, you mean it isn't? Oh fuck, I better start building something that makes it the kingdom. And I don't have any tools because love is the most important tool. So again, you're building kind of this weird contraption which has the main ingredient of life is love. If there's no love, you're building some kind of Frankensteinian thing that makes no sense, that's just, that's paralyzed. There is, you know, always on the verge of collapse because the, you know, the dam is always pushing to show you the truth and then you're always pushing back the dam. And, you know, you live in constant tension between the truth and the hiding of the truth. And in the end, you have to, it, it, when it all collapses, it's kind of like, ugh, it's, it's really um, yuck. And you grow out, I mean, you're not it. That's what I can say for my, you're not, you're not any of it. You know, this ego is, 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 a, is, a, is a built thing. It's not, you're very clever at survival if you've survived it all. You're very clever at um, making, you know, the untenable work. But there's no happiness in it. You know, there's no joy. This pretend joy, this pretend, okay, I survived, you know, I survived is not joy. <laughs> Right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think fearless honesty is the great weapon of all of this. Terror is a weapon. Accepting is the weapon. Um, Allowing to be taken to the places you don't want to go. And, you know, finding vehicles like ayahuasca, meditation, to take you to those very uncomfortable places. Um, there's an acceptance that it's sort of all over. You know, your whole, the circus show is over. You know, I've got to leave, you've got to leave town, you know. Um, you're going to fold everything up and put your circus away. That it was never real. I mean, of course it was real. You felt everything. But it was, it was literally like being pinned down, you know, by a dinosaur. You know? Um, and then there's really, you know, I mean, as, again, as you dissolve, you become more diaphanous, you, you know, it will show up, this, uh, this thing that you built. It's, again, it's almost like this energet energetic body that's, it's in your system that you built, right? I mean, it certainly came after all the downloads from ayahuasca. So then that has to be torn down. And you have to accept, you know, again, like with ayahuasca, dimensions that you don't understand, things that you've never known. Remember, you've been, you've been like in a tiny closet your whole life if you have been traumatized. 
so when you leave that closet, your version of the world is very tiny. And so all these things are huge and new. It's like being in solitary confinement. It's like if you've been in solitary confinement for 60 years, when you leave, when you open that door and you're bombarded with, you know, the truth and all the information, it's, it's, it's like, you know, not seeing the sunshine for 60 years or whatever, 20 years, 30, whatever many years you've been in trauma. And you have to acknowledge it and let yourself be transformed. You have to let yourself be torn down. And of course there's a sadness to it. There's a grief, you know. That's all you've known. Wrong, horrific, ugly, abusive, terrifying. But in a way you found safety in that bizarre, contorted, deceitful, manipulative place. It may have been a sewage pit, but it was home. That's where you built your, your stronghold. That's where you built, that's where you lived in contradiction. I mean, that's all, you know, if you've only known a certain thing for forever, then however bad it is, it's a sort of a loss. It's, it's a, it's almost, it's like getting divorced, I suppose. It's anywhere I can, if you've been with someone, and I, might, I wasn't with someone for a long time, but when you, it doesn't matter, or whatever, if, you're, if you break up, if you've been with somebody for a long time, it, you, you become a unit in a way, right? However bad it is, right? However awful, you're used to being in this unit. So even though it's absolutely awful when it breaks up, it's almost like you've lost a limb. Like there's a mourning for the unit, right? There's a more, even, even though it was horrific and treacherous and awful, this building of an ego to survive trauma to whatever, you know, you have to grieve that because that's, again, all you've known. So it is enough, it's, it's a huge teardown. And energetically, you know, what happens is that before because you're energetically built and constructed in a particular way, it attracts the same conditions. It will attract the sewage, so to speak. It'll attract the conditions where you are, you know, doing the same things as you did to survive. So you're fixing your, whatever it is that your strategy was, you know. I've got to make this crazy person feel good. That was my thing, right? When a, a three-year-old is facing this angry, tyrannical, crazy person. You know, if the hundred-foot wave is coming at you, how am I going <clears> to <throat> lessen its impact? How am I going to feel good in a place that's not, there are no good feelings? Well, minimally, I'm not going to get attacked. Minimally, I'm going to tame this person. And by taming it, I, I agree to it. I you know, build stories around it, I connect to it. That's the worst part of this thing, is that you eventually taming it, connect to it, agree to it, let it own you. So there's no, again, no you present, you know, you, you're, what should have, again, what should have arrived should have been nurtured. Whatever arrived, you know, a cactus or yeah, a lily. It should have all been taken, you know, 
loved and soothed and nurtured, and it wasn't. So your cactus or your lily has buggered off, and now you're under, you know, the direction or you know, in servitude to something that's not you, in trauma. And you have to build something completely different. Um, that's not even, it's nothing to do, it's just a fortress. It's just, I'm going to tame this thing so I don't die. Yeah, so again, fearless, honest, and you know, what happens after is I have no idea. I don't think it's an addition. I don't think you build something new. I think you flourish into your original. Again, I could be wrong. You flourish into what was originally there to be, you know. One of the um, ceremonies in doing ayahuasca, very much at the beginning, um, you know, they said, you know, you went somewhere dark and we're, you know, we're going to get you out of there. Which was like, did I choose this? Oh no, please don't say I chose this shit. You know, did I choose to go into the dark? I don't, at this point, I don't even care. <laughs> just like, but it was just a thought like, oh no, you know. Um, no one wants to get trapped in the dark, but no one. And no one wants to be buried and no one wants to be paralyzed. And you can unearth yourself. There are, you know, luckily in this day and age, we have access to so much stuff through the internet, whatever. But most importantly, it's the, the commitment to want to do it and to go off the beaten path like to go on the beaten path and discover and go into the unknown. And it's, it's, it's a kidnapping of sorts, right? You know, I didn't know. And it is a trick and it's a sort of a con job. And yeah, in innocence and in, you know, childhood, um, you're extraordinarily vulnerable and you know a lot of people grow up you know really hating their children you know, I certainly did and it's actually quite the opposite you have to honor your little child you know you were you, you know a magnificent piece of divinity and if you get tripped up into this dark place and you know, compassion, and I think um, once you make the commitment to your child, like it's like you're a crusader going into battle. You have to have a reason, you have to have, you know, we only get up in the morning because something matters to us, you know, we only go into battle, we only, we can really sustain so much if we believe in the end goal, right? And for me, when I was divorced, it was my son that needed to be saved or I need to ensure that he survived. And in the second, you know, I think the two most important crusades and was the sort of second one was to go back and bring my child home. And if you have a commitment to yourself, then you will endure anything. And believe you me, you know, what I've had to see, I mean, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. Um, but, 
you know, when you're committed to a cause, um, you're willing to go into that dungeon no matter how deep it's going to go. And even still, you know, with these crazy um, kind of this, this thing that comes out in ceremonies every day, it's just, I mean, it's anyone else would be in psych ward, you know, it's like, it's, I'm, I'm going to sit there until this thing is torn down. I have no, my commitment is a hundred zillion percent that I don't care if it takes this lifetime or 10 lifetimes or two days or two million years, I want my spirit home and I want, and you're going to encounter all sorts of roadblocks and blockades and your ego is going to give you all sorts of reasons and, you know, and you're going to stumble and trip and, but the thing is to keep the cause clear and the commitment true and that's what the ego and all this, this stuff that happens in all these other dimensions and this kind of trickery is to basically throw you off over and over like no you know go back into distraction go back into this you know don't look over here don't you know just keep you distracted you know and in the end you have to be firmly committed to no I don't I may have been thrown off yesterday and um, but you know my end goal is to come home and to reconnect with my spirit and to reconnect with the truth of who I am and, you know, and to, you know, to, it's like putting yourself back together. It's like, you know, watching a, a rewind of a broken bottle. It's going to be put back together, right? But again, you're going to, it's, it's like any fable, it's like any fairy tale. Um, the obstacles are huge. Um, the darkness does not want you to go back into the light. And uh, just remember, you know, if you commit, you're bigger than all of it. And no matter what shows up, you know, how many animals you transform into. And I mean, I literally had my aunt who's dead, you know, um, leaning over and like, God, uh, touching my hair. I was just, ugh. So I, you know, once you go into these dimensions, you know, it's very Harry Potter. You've got to go in and um, face the dark. And yeah, you can do it. And you know, the reward is wholeness. The reward is, the reward is, it's just great to be you. I think I said this before. The reward is, the coming home is, it's you the full and utter acceptance of you because at some point you were shanghai and forced to become something that you never were out of pure terror.
So yeah, not so bad. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> Could be worse. Keep hoping, keep hopeful, keep believing, keep being committed, keep loving your child, and you know, be the crusader for that little munchkin that's waiting for you to come and take it home. All right, bye.